Yeah, I'll do my best. Your best. Losers whine about their best. Winners go home and listen to Retro Rewind Podcast. Why don't you cut me some freaking slack here? Retro Rewind Podcast initialized. Mission identified. The Rock, 1996. Co-hosts online. Auditory analysis online. All systems nominal. Welcome to the Retro Rewind Podcast, where we rewind back to movies and video games from 15 or more years ago so that we can let you know whether they're still worth revisiting today. You can find the show notes for this episode at RetroRewindPodcast.com slash 91. There you can leave us a comment on the episode. You can find links to subscribe and review us in iTunes and Stitcher Radio. And you can also find links to support the podcast on Patreon and PayPal. Speaking of which, for this episode, our reflux capacitor was equipped with a sprinkler system guaranteed to never have a flow problem provided by our patrons, Brian Keating, Two Dudes in a Nest, Deborah Powers, Jared Holzhauer, Chris Cowan, and a secret patron as well. Thank you all so much. You guys rock. Uh, uh, uh. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) And my name is Francisco Ruiz. I'm a dad designer and... I'm dazzled by displays of detonating demolitions. And I predicted that The Rock would be a classic movie. I'm joined, as always, by my good friend, co-host... I don't think he is a Navy SEAL. Uh, no, pa- but I interrupt. Paul, the master interrupter powers. Howdy-doody, Paul. Howdy-doody. This is what came to me. Howdy-doody time. Uh, My trivial question for you, Paul, is each morning and evening, the cast and crew made their way across the bay to location by way of the Red and White Fleet, a chartered tour service whose boats also carry the 4,000 tourists a day who visit Alcatraz. Paul, have you ever gone to Alcatraz? Um... No, not. I've seen it a close couple times, but I haven't actually been on. How do you get close a couple times? Because there's piers and everything. Like, you can see it from different. Okay, I thought you meant like you went swimming and you got got out there a ways. You got pretty close to it, but Uh, just not quite. Yeah, a seagull (laughs) carried me there and we almost got to it. No. Got tired. Yeah. I was actually on a boat with the rock when the San Andreas Fault had an earthquake, oh and we, we just went right over it. So, see, this is what we're covering, the rock, right? Yeah, exactly. At least, at least we know who should star in the sequel. <laughs> yes. Uh, Paul, uh, what was your prediction for the rock? Classic. Thanks for asking this time. You bet. I have it in my notes to ask this because <laughs> I keep forgetting <laughs> And we're joined once again, like uh, to welcome him back uh, to the show, uh, Nate Henderson. How? Hey guys, how do how Nate? I, <laughs> how do you, no? It's how, all right. I'll, how do you do 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 you also? <laughs> I'll take whatever salutation you give and throw it right back. At you. How's it going there? <laughs> going well. If you'd like to go back and let's say you listen to this episode and wow, Nate was an awesome guest host. You can go back to retrorewindpodcast.com slash eighty two for our A Few Good Men episode where he was a guest host previously. But, uh, Nate, would you please uh, 
just let us know who is your favorite movie actor of late or actress. of late yeah does that mean they passed away <laughs> do they have to be deceased no just oh okay currently. they're just never on time okay God. just currently currently who do i enjoy yes. you know i i have enjoyed watching house of cards and so i i think kevin spacey is just amazing in that mm-hmm. i just i've always liked watching him act mm-hmm. wrong as, as, oh oh no no <laughs> paul disagrees that- no, that's what he says in Superman Returns. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> that was a good nod that I totally missed. That was, uh, yeah, that was that was good. No, he he, uh, I've enjoyed him throughout the years, and cr- uh, currently, especially when he my cuts favorite. off uh, ladies' heads. That's awesome. He, he's my <laughs> what? What? What happens? What? He Spo- cut- spoilers for seven. I think that's what ha- what. Oh, seven. Yeah, I told. Yeah, no, he played a great bag. That was the first time I saw him. So that oh, was. Okay, uh, wow. Yeah, Usual I mean, but, but you said lately. So lately, like, he's my favorite actor to watch on, on uh, television. Got so, it. Okay, cool. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Nate, my trivial question for you is uh, Sean Connery insisted the producers build a cabin for him on Alcatraz as he didn't want to travel from the mainland to the <laughs> island every day. That a boy, Sean. Uh, and he got what he asked for. <laughs> of course. Uh, uh, Nate, if you could demand something be built for you where you work, what would it be? Bounce house. Bounce down. <laughs> a bounce Wait. house. Maybe oh, like bounce half house. of it would be a bounce totally house. Half of it that. half of it would be a ball pit. And then there you go. That's, no, I thought uh, you were going to say a bathroom. But okay. <laughs> No, honestly, you know what? I, I I used to work on the third floor of the building. If I if I still worked there, I would request a water slide leading from the top Ooh, to the bottom. That'd that would be, be sweet. That'd be fair. I'd have to work in my trunks, but you know, yeah. I'd make sacrifices. Yeah, yeah, I'd make sacrifices. And then you could throw <laughs> water balloons at people on your way down. Oh, just see, there you go. There's my dream. There's my yeah. dream scenario right there. <laughs> Taking it to another level. Yeah. Uh, but Nate, what was your prediction for The Rock? Uh, classic. Classic. Classic, all classic. right, yeah. classic predictions all around. Yeah. Uh, hopefully, I mean, uh, hopefully, maybe it'll pan out that way. Maybe it won't. But Paul, will you please enter our course for Alice for this episode? Sure, Alice. Let's have a roundtable discussion on Dwayne the Rock Johnson. Try again, Paul. All right, Alice. <laughs> let's have a roundtable discussion on. Uh, um, Try again. <laughs> All right, Alice, let's have a roundtable discussion on Rocky. All right, Alice, let's have a roundtable discussion on the movie The Rock. And then let's stick around for what we have after that. Which is going to be our new tube section. We also are going to do a fun movie game and then uh, have feedback and And announcements. announcements. All right, Alice, you got all that? Wow, she can handle it. Alert, alert. Target located. Spoilers incoming. Engaging retro rewind reactor. Busted situation on Alcatraz. A battery of VX gas rockets are deployed in the San Francisco Bay Area. On June 7th. I have a unique knowledge of this prison. I was formerly a guest here. Get ready. I'm just a biochemist. That's where you're coming with us. To rock fire. Of Don Simpson and Jerry Bruckheimer, the producers of Top Gun and Crimson Tide. Sean Connery, Nicholas Cage, Ed Harris. The Rock, directed by Michael Bay, rated R. Yep, that trailer may have rocked you, but did it 
shake anything loose in our memories, well, this is what we remember with our memory mind meld synopsis. Uh, Ed Harris is a scorned Congressional Medal of Jesus recipient who becomes a terrorist and convinces like-minded troops to take over Alcatraz and hold San Francisco ransom with VX poison gas missiles and threatens to nuke the U.S., Nicholas Cage is Stanley Goodspeed, a chemical weapons specialist who is recruited to help disarm a bunch of VX rockets parked on Alcatraz Island that Ed Harris, General Hummel, has taken over with a group of trigger-happy mercenaries. In order to sneak onto the island, the SEALs enlist the only man who has escaped from the prison back in the day, James Bond, <laughs> a.k.a. Chicken Not Stood, a.k.a. John Mason, Sean Connery's character. They sneak into Alcatraz with the help of Navy SEAL Kyle Reese, (laughs) but (laughs) unfortunately, no Terminators. That would have helped. But they are forced to take out the terrorists when their SEAL team is quickly wiped out, leading to a series of wacky, violent hijinks across the island and a bunch of awesome standoffs between everyone at the end. Now it's up to Cage and Connery to disarm the VX rockets and nukes and light green flares to prevent the island from getting blown up at the very last second, but not before taking atropine to the chest like a bass in true Michael Bay style. A lot of that was correct, but no nukes. That was incepted. (laughs) All right. So uh, like I said, we got that kind of technically for the most part, right? Paul, how is this movie technically produced? It was technically produced by... Uh, it doesn't say. Sorry. IMDB failed me again. <laughs> the, Rock, <laughs> the Rock is rated R, runs two hours, 16 minutes, and was released in theaters on June 7th, 1996. So just after Memorial Day. Hmm. That's interesting. Hmm. It was directed by Mark Markel Bay. No, Michael Bay. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> <The other> Bay. <laughs> yeah. It might have been a better movie. I don't know. <laughs> but it stars Sean Connery, Nicolas Cage, Ed Harris, John Spencer, David Morrison, a bunch of people you may or may not recognize, like Michael Bean and maybe Zoolander. Who was that? Z- oh, you're talking about Xander Berkeley. Yes. Yes. So. <laughs> Just uh, want to mention, like Xander Berkeley, he, you saw him in Terminator Two: Judgment Day, which we just covered in uh, RetroRewindPodcast.com/slash ninety. He was also in A Few Good Men. Interestingly enough, that was Nate's episode. That was slash eighty two. Um, John Spencer was at the very beginning. I mentioned this in our War Games episode. He is at uh, he is the guy who wouldn't turn the key at the very beginning of War Games in oh, yes. slash eighty six. Uh, Michael Bean was in. Kyle Reese in The Terminator slash 89. Ed Harris was the uh, uh, flight coordinator, the main main guy at at, um, Mm -hmm. NASA. Apollo 13. In Apollo 13, uh, which was slash 21. And Sean Connery made a cameo in Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves, which was slash 25. Oh, that's right. I totally forgot about his cameo on that one. All right. So, uh, Paul, please continue with... uh, how how well this movie did? Oh, this movie did pretty well. 
<laughs> the movie was produced on a budget of about $75 million. Oh, okay. And it went on to gross a total of $134 million domestically and then over $200 million internationally for a worldwide total of over $300 million. Wow, not bad and for an army. Up the year ni- army. 1996, the year it came out, it was the seventh highest home-grossing film in the U.S. and the fourth highest... Highest grossing film in worldwide. In and worldwide it went on, too? Yeah, in worldwide too. <laughs> and it made over seventy million dollars in rentals alone. Very nice. The rock. Alright, guys, with all those technicals out of the way, let's talk about the things we really liked about this movie. I mean, there's gotta be some reasons that it made so much bank. Uh let's start with our guest, Nate. What's something you liked about The Rock? Let's see. I've got I've got a lot of likes on this one, gentlemen. Um, <laughs> make sure you I, save your favorite for the last. I know, right? Oh, that's true. I really hadn't. Uh, okay, yeah. Anyway, um, so I think uh, I think uh, like I don't like all of Michael Bay's movies, especially recently. Like I think the Transformers mm. movies have totally gone off the rails, yeah. like, completely. But if there's one thing that Michael Bay can do is shoot the heck out of the military <laughs> yes. and oh, yes. make them look amazing. Indeed. Yes. Like they he his movie like this one and and I think like the first Transformers mm-hmm. made like the military look so cool. It was it was basically what Top Gun did for the Air Force back in the 80s. Like yeah. I, because like people see it and they're just like I want to be a SEAL. This is just the sickest thing I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. And like I just think I think his way of shooting movies is perfect for like just any sort of military. It just makes it look awesome. So I thought uh the way they filmed all the SEAL team and everything was really cool. Yeah. yeah. And you also mentioned how he how he films. I I really thought I just even though I don't, I like the first Transformers, but the other Transformers I do not like. And right. he, his name actually turned me off. Well, was one of the things that turned me off to the new Ninja Turtle Ninja movies. Turtles. Yeah. Um, even though he's not the director of those, but still. Um, but I got to say, he he has a very engaging visual style to how he yes. does his movies. Even though you may not like how he just is always panning <laughs> across people, but. <laughs> He does action really well, and yeah, I always feel his movies feel very dynamic. Definitely, yeah. um, Paul. I think you were Those, about to say something before I. Yeah, and just like using real helicopters in mm-hmm. the you know the way mm-hmm. it's silhouettes against the night skies, it's really well done. The cinematography, and you know what? I know it's kind of cheesy. Some of those sweeping. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. But this and this film has a lot of them, <laughs> yeah. but it's still really well done in yes. those. It's yeah, yeah. I, I, sometimes um, Star Wars, not to pick on Star Wars, but their swipes from between scenes will take me yes. out of the movie. Uh, this his his pans don't do that. I mean, it's a similar like overall style. So I just it's not like. I think well, those sometime- swipes are done that way on purpose to represent the old school serials. Oh, okay. I didn't realize that. Well, good to know. Uh, what's something you liked, Paul, about this movie? The music. I yes. really enjoyed the music. It, it made it even more intense and it was engaging. Sometimes it was a little loud and kind of seemed like out of place like wow this is really energetic for just a bunch of people walking along <laughs> marching along but it it was at least engaging yes. so props to 
the people I know Hans Zimmer was part of it, but mm-hmm. there's there's another guy, Nate Glenn yeah. Smith. Yes, that that was it. What yeah. did you think about the music, Nate? The uh, Paul hit on my Paul hit on my uh, classic maker. Oh, really? hey. <laughs> <laughs> ding ding ding! I win. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, I, yeah, I'll, I'll elaborate. Like this, this was like Hans Zimmer, like mid nineties. And it was funny because like all the movies that Hans Zimmer did soundtracks like around this time, a lot of them sounded very similar to this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And some of the soundtracks were kind of like, oh, this is a little overboard for this type of movie. But this movie was just like screaming for mid nineties Hans Zimmer. Yes. Just Indeed. and then and then he incorporates that electric guitar, just the uh-huh. like like it, <laughs> when it kind of slows down and stuff. It's I owned this. This was one of the first soundtracks I purchased on oh, CD cool. when I got a CD player. Uh-huh. I listened to it until the laser wore out, okay. <laughs> and and I even I even scored some of my um, high school videos nice. with it. So this I love this soundtrack from top to bottom, and uh, I still listen to it occasionally because it's got such a good theme. Yeah, it's, nice. uh, it's very good. I think I I, I remember um, me and my brothers uh, played. A Warhammer 40k, the little miniature tabletop. Yeah, 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 yeah. Insanely expensive. I regret spending (laughs) so much money when we had a bunch of Legos. Could have built the same things and just bought the rule books and done the same thing. But whatever, I'm not bitter. Um, Anyway, no, not at all. uh, I I tried to come up with like a soundtrack for our play sessions, and this was one of the ones that put on it because yeah, it's 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 military and it's driving and it's really it's fun. Yeah, it's great. Um, let's see. Uh, something else I liked uh, was I thought it was amazing how the, how Michael Bay and the, everyone who made this movie was able to pack in a couple really thrilling mini set pieces in the first like fifteen minutes of this movie. Yes, you have them taking the the arm the VX gas, and then you have Stanley and the other guy disarming the bomb, and mm-hmm. it's just like I was like. Just really edge of my seat, even though I've seen this a bunch of times. Yeah, with those, especially the the bomb one. Oh, yeah, man. that was one of the points I was going to hit on. Is these uh, these establishing um, scenes? They did a really good job of making you see like this is how horrible the gas is. Mm-hmm. This mm-hmm. is how dangerous disarming a bomb can be, mm-hmm. and it, and and these are how just exceptionally you know, awesome, like these and dangerous, these seals can be mm-hmm. or these mercenaries. Yep. And they like establish all that in like 10, 15 minutes. And it's a great setup. It's like the, it's the best job at setting the table for the rest of the movie. Basically. Totally. totally. Yeah. What did you think about that, Paul? I, I agree. It, it, it's intense. And the, the first part about stealing the, the bombs or whatever you want the to call them, the gases. Yeah, we'll call them the nukes. <laughs> the nukes, the straight up nuke, the atom bombs. Yeah, um, it was it was done well, but the scene after with the defusing of the bomb, it's done. It's like it even it feels even more so, and I like the yeah. way that it doesn't like die down, but it it yeah. went up and up, and mm-hmm. even for today's standards of movies, it's still like you said, Francisco. It was it kept me on the edge of my seat. It's like even though I know they're gonna make it, yeah, like, <laughs> it was shot and edited so well. It's it it's incredible. All those pans and close ups really do it to you. Yeah, <laughs> and the bubbling faces. Oh yes, yes, uh, man. Um, 
Okay, let's see. Uh, let's go back to Nate. What's something else you liked? Um, let's see. Well, I talked about the soundtrack, yada, yada, yada. Establishing scenes. Um, I thought there was some really great dialogue between um, Sean Connery and Nick Cage. Yeah, like, I just I really like the way that their thing was written. There was a lot, you know. There was other lines throughout the movie that were either cheesy or cliche and stuff like that. But I thought I thought their dialogue between the two of them was the most genuine. Mm-hmm. And I think I think that was critical because they had to kind of establish that trust. Mm-hmm. And by the end of the movie, you know, it's it's almost kind of like, oh man, you don't want to see these two break up. You want to see them like go into <laughs> not break up, but, you know, you yeah. don't want to see them go yeah. their separate ways. You want to yeah, see totally. them go on like other adventures and mm-hmm. stuff, you know. Totally. Um, but I thought uh, <laughs> other adventures. That's right, Nick and Sean. Um, what other islands could they escape from? <laughs> that's right, The Rock Two. Um, <laughs> no, I, I just I just like the way the the dialogue was written. Um, the conversations between obviously some can't be repeated, but. You know, yes. but uh, <laughs> not for not for the audience. But it was it was written well, and uh, the banter back and forth, especially when they're first, they're both really annoyed at each other at first, yeah. mm-hmm. um, because like he, Nick Cage doesn't th- or uh, I'll use it, Stanley doesn't think that John is doing his best to like save the people on the islands. So he's trying to convince them, and mm-hmm. John's just like, "Look, I'm out of here. I'm old. I've done my part." Yeah. You know, and and the way they kind of convince each other is kind of cool. So. Yeah, totally. They they definitely spur each other on, and yeah, yeah. Um, one thing I wanted to mention about the dialogue, and this comes from IMDb trivia, so grain of salt, but yeah. apparently uh, Quentin Tarantino and Aaron Sorkin had uncredited uh, rewrites oh, or edits of the no screenplay. Joke. So and I believe it. After reading that, I'm it. like, well, yeah, it got tons of F words in this movie, so obviously Quentin Tarantino. <laughs> and a lot of snappy dialogue, which I'll mention. So I wrote this down before I knew that, but it seems like the military plans, like how people, how the characters are laying out what the seals are going to do and Hummel's laying out what he's going to do. All that's handled in a really digestible way for an audience that may not be familiar with military stuff. Oh yeah. I feel like I would, I would wager that's a lot of Aaron Sorkin's influence right there. I mean, I don't know how much he had, but he does a really good job of that type of making that type of stuff understandable. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, let's see. Let's go to Paul. What's something else you liked? Continuing on that, I thought there was a lot of good humor mm. throughout the whole movie. And mm-hmm. especially like you were talking about between Nick Cage and and Connery, especially at the beginning when Cage is trying to act tough. Oh, yeah. Interterrorism. <laughs> it's just, it's funny to watch. <laughs> it definitely yeah. is. Well, oh, he totally. takes handcuffs off. Yeah. Handcaps, handcaps. I can't talk. Uh, yeah, the I didn't put that down, but I agree with the the humor there, Paul. Um, what's something else you like, Nate? Um, I liked uh, I liked the character. I I really like the character Ed Harris played mm. because it's like you can you you don't agree with his methods, obviously. Yeah. But but at the same time, you you kind of sympathize. You're just like, oh my gosh, this guy's gotten such a raw deal, and his his troops have gotten such a raw mm-hmm. deal that it's like you can understand his anger and his frustration. Mm-hmm. Obviously, you never condone. But but then too, when they start to reveal that really he just he was he was relying on this empty threat. Yeah, like he right. was ne- he was never planning on doing anything because you know that line where he's like, I'm not about to kill 80,000 80, people. people do you think i'm out of my mind you know yeah and it's and and at the end by the end when he's done that kind of 
180 where, you know, he's like, fine, I'll die. Y'all die first before I, you know, mm-hmm. when I get, when I go that far over into, you know, madness, like I was just, I was just trying to get money for my guys and in recognition and respect. I wasn't trying to, I wasn't trying to kill the, all these people like these psychos I'm working with apparently are. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, he was definitely doing the, the wrong things for the right reasons. Yeah. And so by the end, by the end, he kind of, he obviously has seen the errors of his ways by then it's too late, but yeah. you know, at least he, at least he tried to be on the best side at that point mm-hmm. before he went out. So yeah. And that, yeah, I put Ed Harris also as Francis X Hummel, which uh, him and I share the first two initials. So <laughs> that's kind of not at all oh, coincidental. That's uh there we go. Cool. Uh, anyway, I, I definitely liked him as a, I felt like, I I guess I don't know if sympathetic villain is the right way I put it, but he is someone who you almost want to root for that he is able to get this money for all those people yeah. that are just like yeah. There's a part of me that just t- wants to just shout the government, just give them the stinking money, I know, right? <laughs> just Seriously, give them money. It's a slush fund anyway. Yeah. Come on, and yeah. then and then they're gonna they're gonna leave the country anyway, and you're never gonna see mm-hmm. them. Just 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 give them the money. Just yeah. give them the money. If you don't want San Francisco disintegrated, just yeah. do it. Yeah, uh, again, one of the- oh, go ahead, Paul. The, yeah, I have it written down too. I said that the villain has heart mm-hmm. and that you can identify with, it's, and that's missing from a lot of movies. Yeah, I don't think you really get that three dimensional villain a lot, right? right. Um, one interesting note, though, again, IMDb trivia: uh, Don Simpson, who him and Jerry Bruckheimer were the co-producers of this movie, as well as a lot of my other favorites, like Top Gun, Crimson Tide, Enemy yeah. of the State. Anyway. Uh, they, uh, Don Simpson was apparently uh, reading about how soldiers, this will happen to soldiers like that are doing black ops, like they won't get uh, restitution isn't the right word, but right. benefits mm-hmm. and things. And, yeah. and so it wasn't one for one, but I think it, it was inspired by some reality, which made me kind of yeah. sad that that was the case. Definitely. Um, but uh, let's Stop talking about sad things. What's something else uh, you like, Paul? I only have my classic maker left. What's something else you like, Nate? <laughs> Real quick mention, the, uh, I, I like the nod that Sean Connery was trained by British intelligence. Yes. yes. Was, just going back to the whole Bond uh-huh. um, roots. Agreed. Um, let's see. The one thing I, one thing I thought was kind of cool was um, when Stanley covered for Stan John. Stanley was in this? Yeah, Jeez, there's a cameo in everything. Yeah. Stanley is in everything, man. <laughs> <laughs> no, when Stanley Goodspeed, um, uh, when he covered for John in front of John's daughter. Yeah. 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 Like, I thought that was really cool because John, like, hadn't seen his daughter for so long. Mm-hmm. And he's, like, finally, finally able to, like, kind of make amends. And it, it could have all just come crashing down right yeah. there. And, and it's, oh, and it's totally. obvious that his daughter probably got the sense that not everything was right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, but Stanley kind of like lowered the, the boom a little bit just by saying, all right, you're coming, you know, he's going to help us out. Yeah. So, yeah. And I, I, I won't get into this too much. Um, but I, too late. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I'll just say, that I really I noticed a lot of instances of how Stanley Goodspeed extended grace to uh, John Mason, Sean Connery's yeah. character, and yeah. in that moment, which I had actually forgotten about, and also at the end, where 
He could he could have said, yeah, he's still it's alive. Vaporized. He, but no, he's vaporized and he yeah. he says, Oh, yeah, the equipment's still there. And it's just it's kind of amazing that he, he didn't have to do that, but he does. And he's able to give John what 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 lead there is in his pencil, he's able to give that back to him. Yeah. Pencils don't have lead. It's <laughs> graphite. Huh. I wonder what he was talking about there. That's yeah, weird. he was they wrote him as a great character with a good heart, which was which was nice. It was yeah. you could definitely root for him despite how kind of inexperienced and clumsy he was and stuff. So. Yeah, yeah, he grows. I mean, it's yeah. amazing how like it, it's it's kind of funny that he starts out as like yeah he can take this bomb out and it's he can do it and then he gets so like overwhelmed and like at the enormity of this mission and yeah. totally out of his element. And then he grows into that. And I, yeah, I, I he rises that. to the occasion. Yeah. Speaking of which, so I'll, I'll just give one other thing I liked <clears throat> uh, before my classic maker, since you guys are there as well, it seems. Uh, so a lot of the time I'll talk about on this podcast, how I don't like cursing movies have too many, cur- too much cursing, especially us having like four R rated movies in a row. <laughs> <laughs> no, hey, that's the way the voters voted. That, that's or, true. Yeah, four or three. Um, so this one, I, I I thought the cursing in this one. Maybe I'm being desensitized, but it didn't bother me as much. I still felt like some of the f words were not unneeded, but I really like that Stanley only uses the f word um, two times, and they're both when he has he has to bring himself to kill someone, which I feel like is a very visceral and honest time that you would. Yeah, you're just Expletize. like you need to die. <laughs> yeah. Um so I I definitely think he earns his F words. So cussing is okay when you're killing people. Right. Watch out watch out if Francis uses an F bomb around you cuz that means you're going to die. Yeah. <laughs> Francis Hummel? What? Yes. It's Francisco. I Nate. know I'm just kidding. Oh, I'm just joking. Uh, where's my F word? <laughs> Get my <laughs> Your your name starts with an F. Okay, cool. Anyway, all right, guys, let's go around. <laughs> and hey, yeah, why don't you shut the Francisco up? <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, wait, you just did. <laughs> I did indeed. He's not speaking, so. I'm just teasing. So that was your that was your classic maker? No, no, that wasn't my classic maker. Oh, okay, I'll, I always, okay. But fine. I would like to, and since you gave us your classic maker of the music, Nate, already, Paul, what is oh, your? Oh, 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 sorry. Oh, you we're, have a. I mean, no, 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 no. I don't. I'm sorry. I just. I want to throw this in here before we go to the dislikes. That well, what makes this movie extra special to me, since I already shared the classic maker, Ooh. is that this was the first. This was the first rated R movie that I didn't have to sneak into as, <laughs> as, as a high schooler. I, I know. We all have our time. But no, this is seriously, this was the first That's rated awesome. R movie that I legitimately, because I had just turned 17 in March. Oh, nice. And and so I was seventeen, and when we saw that this movie was coming to the theaters, we were like, "Yes, this is this is it." So we were able to, I was able to literally plunk down my money and go into a brand new theater that my Ooh. town had had made. And so that's kind of what made it like just a whole like experience, you know, for me. And it Absolutely. was like, "Oh, that's cool. I get to get to see my big grown up movie <laughs> that I that I didn't have to sneak into." So <laughs> that's an so awesome anyway. one to kick it off with. Very cool. Yeah, I know it was amazing. They didn't even card me. Yeah. <laughs> you got to well, remember was, this place. It was it was when theaters had just started doing stadium seating. Oh. And okay. um and they had amped up their 
their surround sound. Like it went from like 10 speakers to 20 or something. So for this type of movie, it was, it was amazing. Like level 9,000. Yeah. (laughs) Anyway, I'm sorry. Go right ahead. Uh, so, uh, Paul, what was your classic maker? Basically the intensity. There were a lot of, we, we talked about the intros were intense, Mm -hmm. but I thought they did a good job of having intense moments throughout the film that just kept me interested and on the edge of my seat on a lot of times, like even the car chase. And I'm not one for being like, like, like being amazed by car chases on screens. Mm. Cause all oh, so many movies do it and it yeah. begins to be cliche. But on this, I was like, Oh, Oh, still on the edge of my, no, I don't, the way it was shot, the way it was yeah. done. It's it, a good one. it held my I attention. Agree. That was one of the things I, yeah. I didn't, I did like, I didn't mention just because I wanted to, continue on but yes i and the intensity i totally agree with oh man and michael bay knows how to film a car chase anything with car chases <laughs> that's true because you, you know he you know he professionally filmed uh car commercials before he started doing like oh, movies I and didn't stuff know too. That. No. Yeah, yeah he did a few like ads i forget what car company it was from but that's uh that's why the first transformers look so good when the cars yeah, are driving okay. down the the road just because he knows how to he knows how to film cars okay yeah very cool yeah. that's where he cut his teeth yep <laughs> under my command in desert storm uh okay <laughs> uh the thing i liked most or my classic maker for the rock and nate nate was alluding to this a bit um but i a i thought bit. connery only losers whine about the bit <laughs> and cage have had just such good chemistry in this movie and i i feel like both their characters were super authentic um just how their relationship develops like uh they don't really trust each other at all and then they they have to trust each other and then they want to trust each other and they Mm -hmm. they both have times where they are like they don't want to do this but the other sort of gets them through it um yeah, I just I really liked that that arc of their relationship. Is I mm. was very invested in it, and it was it totally paid off, which is great. Definitely. Now, before we get to our things that didn't pay off so well for The Rock, uh, we like to go to Facebook and more and more Twitter, uh, asking uh, people who listen to the show, "Hey guys, what do you think about uh, this movie we're about to talk about on the podcast?" So if you want to join our Facebook group, you can go to RetroRewindPodcast.com slash group. There I'll take you, redirect your Facebook, join the group, and you'll see our little notifications when you do this thing. Uh, and so here's what some of you said. First, uh, Valerie Powers, who's been on the show before, says, classic. <laughs> I, wonder how, I wonder how she really feels about this movie. <laughs> Thanks, Valerie. Uh, Danae Berg, also a former guest host, said, I remember Sean Connery's deathly makeover scene. I, I think she means the one where she he gets his grunge look taken away. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> that barber was funny. Would <laughs> <laughs> you tell Picasso no brush? Uh, <laughs> and uh, that explosive. Oh, this is back to today. And that the explosives looked like glass spheres of green Kool Aid. I think. <laughs> yeah, I oh, get oh, that. Yeah. They the looked VX, yummy. The VX, yeah. The VX gas. Yeah. Yeah, it um, looks like um, uh, giant Ecto Jolly Slimer. Ranchers. Oh yes, <laughs> the 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 high C fruit punch or yeah. uh, Ecto Cooler. Ecto Cooler. Yes. yes, or maybe even like large um, Jolly Ranchers. Oh yeah, yeah, I see that. <laughs> wow, 
Um, Sharon Powers, also former guest host, uh, said, I remembered that I liked what I saw of it, but don't think I got to see the whole thing. I also remember remember Ed Harris's manly beauty. <laughs> All right. <laughs> okay. Thank you, Shay. Uh, Eric Purcell said, I remember a tussle or two upon the rock, a.k.a. Alcatraz. I'm pretty sure Nick Cage and Sean Connery do intense battle. Is my memory foggy or am I close? <laughs> Very briefly, they do. Very briefly. But, yeah. you know, San Francisco gets foggy, so I understand maybe your memory's foggy because of this <laughs> setting. <laughs> but thank you, Eric. Uh, former guest host Deborah Powers says, All I remember is that I liked it. Can't remember the storyline now, mm. though. Sad face. Uh, That's the way I feel about Con Air. It's like I can't remember the story behind it. I know oh, I saw okay. it. But I'm, I've only seen like 10 minutes of Con Air and I got bored. So I. Really? Yeah. Maybe I should okay. watch more of it and I'd be invested. But Oh, you know, that's yeah. when you guys definitely have to put on the list, man. But you, I haven't seen it. Do. So I, I guess. That? We've we've You've seen enough. that rule. <laughs> You've seen enough. <laughs> All right, fair enough. I, I guess, think your discussions about it will be hilarious. I guess if Paul's played Mega Man X for ten minutes and that counts. That's for the true. Show. All right. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> uh, all right. Then uh, well, oh, go oh, ahead. That, oh, I was gonna say that's really interesting that a lot of it seems like the consensus is a lot of people saw it originally. Yes, but, but then maybe it was it like a, a one-time sort of thing, like yeah. or that that maybe they didn't even finish it, and so they haven't watched it. I just think that's really interesting. Like for somebody who's watched it like a hundred times, like I have, you know. But I think it's because I was at just that age when it yeah. came out, where I just I'd latched onto it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You, I'm curious if you also find it interesting, Nate, that your cohort Chris Cowan says my memory of this movie is never actually seeing it. Would you like to well, expound on that? <laughs> Well, well, he, he enjoys Chris, dumb movies. So. <laughs> yes, Chris Cowan has a, 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 a bad a, Yes, a love of the B movies, as, as I do as well. But um, yeah, we I always um, tease him about particular what I call man movies oh, okay. that he has yet to see, and that is definitely one of them. I was uh, I wasn't shocked to hear he hadn't seen it, mm-hmm. but uh, yeah, he needs to up his game. Yeah. Otherwise, uh, yeah. His yeah, like, man card is in trouble. Oh, yeah. Well, it's been in trouble for a long time. <laughs> yeah, you got to watch The Rock, Chris, and then Somewhere in Time. There you go. There's your man. <laughs> oh, that'll even things out. Boy, that would be a double feature to end all double features. <laughs> Which one do I start with? Hmm. <laughs> Nicholas Cage or Jane Seymour? <laughs> okay, Alva, thank you, Chris, for adding to the conversation. Then also, uh, my lovely wife, Chrissy Ruiz, says, I remember it was cool the first time, but now I'm just annoyed with it. Also, does Michael Bay have a thing for helicopters flying during <laughs> Twilight? And oh, yes, yes he does. As well as, uh, I think uh, Nate mentioned steam. He likes steam also. Well, yeah. yeah. That <laughs> um, and finally, to cap off uh, our Wait, wait, I have one. Book. <laughs> Francisco. <laughs> Go for it, Paul. We have one from uh, Instagram. We have Blythe Rose where she said, just hashtag welcome to the rock. Nice. Welcome to the rock. Very cool. Uh, Then uh, to finish off Facebook, uh, Ryan R. Jackson said, I remember Nicolas Cage shoving a needle in his heart. Indeed. Uh, Then on Twitter, we got one comment from Diego, who's at a Latino lawyer. He says, losers talk about their best. (laughs) 
And, Winners uh, go home and consummate their marriage with the prom queen. <laughs> yeah, that's a good way of saying it. Yes, indeed. <laughs> uh, uh, he also uh, continues, uh, really exaggerates motion yeah. sequences and weapons shaped like a big necklace. <laughs> I think he's yeah. all the VX caster. Yeah. yeah. All Bayisms. Ah, oh, very nice pearl of, uh, pearl necklace configuration. Unfortunately, <laughs> highly unstable. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I keep calling this movie, guys. No, um, it's it's very quotable. Indeed. Uh, but there are things that we wouldn't want to quote about this movie, and those would come from our hate section. And let's begin with uh, let's begin with Paul. Oh, let's not, because I only have my... Uh... Let's begin with me, because I actually have plenty. I have oh, good. Plenty oh, okay. Right. Likes. Do it. A lot of these are nitpicks, you'll find. Uh, but first, the the whole grunge thing, I feel like really yeah, dates this movie even more than the well, cell, the open shut cell phones. Um, but it was in the 90s. I know, but... But nothing, that was the thing then. So you're saying you're saying that just just the, their comment grunge that's what did it. Or it, this is a period piece, dude. No, it's not. It doesn't feel yes, like '90s is. in any other way. It should except for overall style, maybe I suppose. Yes, but, everything but about set, it. No, it. I disagree. The special effects that no, the special effects are totally. I feel like they stand up. When was the last time you seen? When was the last time you seen Sean Connery on the silver screen? In the nineties, <laughs> well, let's let's not forget League of Extraordinary Gentlemen, gentlemen. Well, yes, let's, let's forget, forget that. One. Yes, <laughs> his last movie. Yeah, oh, was that his last? Yeah, it was. Oh, yeah. I thought he ended with Entrapment, but okay. and then he died. Oh wait, Mimi retired. <laughs> <laughs> um. Wow. Uh, Nate, what's something you didn't like about this movie? Um, okay, while I think that they did a really good job with the tension for the bomb disarming scene at the beginning, uh-huh. I what 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 irked me this time around, and I never really noticed it, is that there was such a thing as too many hiccups in that yeah. entire process. Uh, you have his partner that has finally like his I don't know, his trainee or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That has finally made it into the chamber and is gonna do just some dumb Stupid moves. Hello, baby. I mean, doll. it's like like he doesn't have any prior Gosh, knowledge Dad. at all that bombs ah. could be literally in anything in that package. Right. And he starts he starts like waving the baby's arm and everything. And it's like, dude, you're a freaking idiot. They need to fire him right away. <laughs> Hasn't this guy seen Full Metal Jacket? You just don't yeah, pick up toys. You just don't start picking up toys. That's yeah. that's what the terrorists flock to. Exactly. Um, and there were just like there were so many things that were happening right at that moment that it was yeah. like really, really like they're like, oh, the water won't come on. <laughs> oh, we're playing with we're playing with the baby doll. Oh, I mean, it's, it's, I don't know. The whole thing was. I mean, it's 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 really oh, good tension. You won't but take this time atropine. around. This time around, I'm like, all right, Michael Bay, you're asking me to believe just a little too right. much during this scene. But that's the whole, that's what makes Michael Bay Michael Bay. It's always just a no, little it, too hey, much. Believe me, and, and all the past times I've well, here's the thing too. I this is the first time I had to watch this movie actually trying to look for stuff I didn't like. Yeah. <laughs> So yeah. it was hard for me to even come up with anything, but that was one of the ones I was kind of like, okay, we can, yeah. we, we can critique this. <laughs> Luckily, I didn't notice it this time, but I probably will the next time. Thanks. <laughs> no problem. No problem. Um, so, 
sort of a contextually near that scene, right before it, um, they do the whole setup with uh, Nicholas Cage, Goodspeed, getting the LP of the Beatles. Yeah. Because I'm a Beatle maniac. Um, <laughs> I thought all that setup of him being a Beatle <laughs> fan was going to lead to somewhere. No, well, it, it should have. kind of. No, I mean... I, uh, 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 I think Sorry. all that time would have been better served saying him up as some sort of street racing enthusiast or oh, okay. at least some kind of car guy to justify how good he is at driving the Ferrari. <laughs> That's true. Because he just, oh, yeah, I, I got this stick shift, no worries. Well, why not? And it just goes through. It's, I yeah. love it. I love that. And I believe hey, he drives, he drives like, a like that. Beige. <laughs> a beige one. Um <laughs> Uh, but I I think because the Beatles thing doesn't really go anywhere, he goes into talking about Elton John later on, not the Beatles. I, I feel oh, that's true. I feel like it, all that time, like I said, would have been set up better, and they could have just done little hints, like instead of getting a record, he gets a car magazine, or he gets like a new engine part or something. You, I don't know. You know what I thought when I saw that is hmm. like because these sound better. That was the screenwriter wanting Again, to a very send a message thing. to the world. Oh, yes, my gosh. really. You think be, that's yeah, it? yeah. No, that, I I have no doubt that might have been Tarantino. Tarantino's oh, really? all about yeah. vintage, uh, yeah. okay. vintage everything. Yeah, like just you know, he uh, that might that might have been his uh, his punch ups. All right, yep, that's fair. Um, but like Good I job, said, Quentin. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, so Paul only had a tragic maker. What else did you not like, Nate? Um, the. Uh, well, I went back to believability again. Mm-hmm. I thought that the uh, the whole shower room scene, while it was again huge tension, mm-hmm. like it was a really great scene and great dialogue between Ed Harris and uh, Michael Bean. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, I don't know. I just have a hard time believing that seals would pile into. Uh, a contained small area like that, like all of them, literally all of them. Oh, put like, all their eggs in one basket. Yeah, that, they, yeah, they were literally putting all their eggs in one basket without having maybe a couple people for reconnaissance because all it would take is just like a couple people to get the, you know, like hey. for the bad guys to get the drop on the couple people. Then all the people on the bottom are like, okay, we'll try and get our guys out of there, but then they can keep going underground and trying to. No, that one know. guy was going to stay back with them. Well, yeah, but that was like I don't know. I still think it was putting all their eggs. In one yeah, no, I agree. Yeah, but I don't know. There was, but I mean, it was it was a great scene. Do not get me wrong. It's a like I love that scene, and it's um, mm-hmm. and but like again, this time around, I was kind of putting on my my reality lens, and I was like, I don't know if that's standard operation, but maybe it is. Who knows? Is it kind of like sending your entire police force for an entire city of Gotham down into the down, into, down into underground <laughs> tunnels? That yeah. would be foolish, Paul. You would. Never Never do that. Yeah, <laughs> good call. So anyway, well, yeah. you know, I mean, the seals. You, sometimes you gotta ask for a kiss on the gray. So <laughs> kiss from a rose on the. Gray. Dang it, missed my whole. <laughs> I was about to say, what is that? I was like, oh, is this the term we're learning from the youth of America nowadays? What's going on? Apparently, seals kiss on the gray. <laughs> <laughs> I compare you to a kiss from a rose on the gray. <laughs> Uh, that would be man. funny if that was a soundtrack song. <laughs> this one. They're like, that doesn't really fit. No, not so much. Oh, that song totally did not fit. Anyway. 
on our next conversation on Batman, Batman Forever. Forever. Yeah. Yes. Uh, wow. What, what did not fit? <laughs> <laughs> what did you not like, Francisco? Uh, several other things. Um, so let me ask you, Nate. Do you have lots of other things, or just? Uh, I've got one more, and then my my. Uh, Okay, I'll I'll bullet yeah, time through paper. a bunch of these. That's fine. Go ahead. Uh, the view from Carla, Carla and Stanley's apartment when he's saying, don't come to San Francisco, it mm. looks like the L.A. skyline. And I thought they were in D.C. Maybe I'm misremembering that, but I, it's East weird. East Coast, definitely. Okay, so yeah, it, it looks like the interstate, oh, okay. former interstate bank building you see outside her window. Oh, nice. So, good, except, uh, good observation. Well, if I'm correct. But thank you. Um, sure. That didn't just pull me out of the movie. They didn't earn that. <laughs> uh, then I think, uh, how does the stylist get to the elevator before Mason and not he alert runs out. the other FBI agents? Yeah, he runs out, but it's like he could have been saying something on the way. Don't think they showed the layout well enough that it, it's possible for him to run through without alerting the cops. But you think he would like around sp- the side, screaming or something, saying, "Hey, hey!" He's a, no, he's, he's too scared. Loser. It's every man for himself. Go get out. <laughs> get it. And I would make so little noise because I don't want big bad Sean Connery to follow me. Oh, that's a, okay. That's a fair point. Um, let's see. And Nate, before I continue on, will you give your last thing before your class tragic maker? Yeah, that it was kind of what I had written on Facebook um, as a reply to your wife. I noticed it again. These are all things that I kind of noticed mm-hmm. <laughs> for the first time. But there's like there's so much steam in the movie. <laughs> there is steam in almost every single shot of them underground, and I'm like, just like these aren't heated waters. <laughs> these, these aren't. It's humid. This. this Present, this prison isn't like running a spa and bath. No, it's, it's overcast. Like, there's, there's, no, that's the thing. It's like no. In order, in order for the steam to, be, in order for that much steam to be present, mm-hmm. that water had to have been like, really I mean, hot. like a hundred degrees. Like there was wow. steam coming up everywhere, and it's like, okay, do not tell me the pipes down there are that operational for an abandoned prison. And there's just. So much steam. It's <laughs> the just problem like is, unbelievable. Is the layer oh, wow. underneath is an abandoned spa. That's <laughs> what you're missing. <laughs> oh, that's right. I forgot. There wasn't a there was a spa they ran under Alcatraz. Yes. Yeah. I think Compone headed it up for a little while and uh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, even before it was the Civil War fort. Oh, right. Yeah. right. Oh, but wow. Uh I like history too, but uh <laughs> and People who've listened to the our review of Terminator 2 will realize that the steam here is actually what makes Francisco like this because in Terminator 2, <laughs> Francisco thought the future didn't look as good because it was missing all the smoke and steam. Okay, he said there needed right. to be no. more. Smoke so, and dust are different than steam. <laughs> than oh, steam. it's all hazy. <laughs> You know what I think it is? I think, like you said, you know how Sean Connery requested a custom-built uh, cabin cabin on the island? I bet you anything he was like, this water is too cold. <laughs> and they're like, all right, Sean, we'll get some heaters in here. We'll heat this thing up for you. It'll take a couple hours, but uh, yeah. This Pacific Ocean is <laughs> too like, cold. Yeah. Ah, it's like a warm bath. <laughs> Roll camera. <laughs> ah. <laughs> All yeah, right. I don't know. I just, I just, for some reason, I was just like, "There's so much steam." Well, I can't. You know what? <laughs> what? 
it's like I never noticed JJ Abrams solar flares until lens flares. people le- solar yeah, flares lens. is way different. Fine, whatevs. <laughs> I know then, I know where you're going with this ball, totally. So now I see it everywhere. Like you, yeah. now whenever I watch a Michael Bay film, I'm gonna be like, Oh, there is the steam <laughs> that they were talking about. Yeah, you go into an alley, steam. You go like <laughs> you're in a helicopter up in the air, steam. That's funny. Anyway, wow. Okay, on to my list. Yes, uh, I thought uh, Sean Connery's line of "cop between the rock and a hard case" was completely corny. I hated it so much. <laughs> um, and I felt like there was another line that he most of his his comedy was like poking at other characters, which I found very funny. But there, I felt like there was another line, but I rewatched it. I couldn't find it. So in any case, that one line was really annoying. Um, <laughs> also, okay. So Mason going through the flames of whatever that thing was, the furnace or yeah. oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. while that's cool, why would anything have all that those gears going and flamers? Well, those are the Galaxy steam machines. Quest, really. The steam, <laughs> the steam it's like they've reopened the prison. They're just like, <laughs> We gotta have these furnaces going twenty four seven. So I just thought that was so ridiculous. While looking cool, it was so ridiculous. Just totally a sure. almost um, a Rube Goldberg type machine <laughs> level of <laughs> with crazy. all the gears. Yes. Yeah. Um. Then, uh, based on when, okay, so based on when the terrorists, so they get to the morgue to disarm the first rocket, and based on when the terrorists like Hummel and everyone realized that they're in the morgue. Um, cause the team doesn't check in when they, there isn't enough time between when they converge and for them to get all the guidance ships out of all the ah, other rockets, because, at least the way they, cause of the way they shoot it, it's like they, they hear them on the walkie talkies as they were just putting the, the balls, the VX gas back into the very first rocket. At least that's what it was looks that the like. very first one. I mean, that's how it, it looks like the same shot. Yeah. From, or the same like setup blocking. You guys it. lost me. I didn't care enough to <laughs> pay attention. <laughs> I, you know what, you know, Francisco, I totally noticed that. I really did. Yeah. Thank you, Nate. I feel vindicated. Yeah. Um, so maybe there's just super quick, but based on how long it just took him to do that first one. <laughs> yeah. Um, anyway, uh, then the last thing before my before we get to our tragic makers, I did that out because that was the last thing. <laughs> oh, right. okay. So uh, that was so that that concludes my list. Uh, let's now get to the things we hated, we all hated most about the Rock. Let's begin with our guest Nate. What don't you like about the Rock? Two words. People's steam. elbow and more steam. <laughs> no, no, no. Oh wait, that's really v- Vanessa Marcel. Oh no, who who Is plays Stanley's girlfriend? Oh, yeah. I could not stand her. Really? I, what about I, her? I, I yeah. really no, couldn't. couldn't stand. Just I felt like she, she was seemed... just annoying, nagging. I wanted to be like, how on earth did somebody like Stanley? Oh. Uh, end up with somebody like her i just didn't i don't know and then like and she's nate, like the typical nate. like i'm not gonna listen to anybody including the feds like when she leaves that guy's car and stuff he's like oh this is basically you know for your protection and stuff and she's like whatever and she just runs out of the car she doesn't know what's going on 
I just she annoyed the heck out of me. I don't know why. I she bet, just did. That part where she's like, I'm gonna do what I want with the FBI guy. Yes, I agree with that. But Nate, you don't realize she's Catholic. She's Catholic and she's pregnant. And that poses a serious <laughs> problem for her. Yes, yes. You, so, you repeat the lines verbatim. I, <laughs> I understand. And 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 the, the script writers did a decent job conveying that concern for her, but I don't know. I there was something about it. Oh, I don't I, know. She's I, like, I, she's like Stanley. What are you talking about? You said that seven and a half seconds ago, and <laughs> just like, yeah. I don't know. Just, just nag, nag, nag. I don't know. I, I just, I honestly found her cute. But what did you think about her, Paul? <laughs> she seemed a little on the fake side. Apparently, she's been in a soap opera. Like she was General in soap Hoss- operas. Yeah, but she's yeah. still in it. According to IMDb, oh, or at well, least they haven't if, killed her off yet. Wow. Yeah. Well, they let the average soap opera star go thirty years. You know. Okay. So it's, okay. Good yeah. for her. So anyway, uh, okay. Good. I know that you didn't like her. Uh, <laughs> oh wait, did she have curly hair? No. Wait, that's no. that's that's another. It's someone else. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thank you, Nate, uh, for your tragic maker. Uh, I'll go next because um, mine's. Uh, it's not super weak tea, but it's not great, I guess. It's uh, not strong tea. <laughs> Mr. T. Wow. Pity the fool. Why, why doesn't uh, Stanley Goodspeed, Nicolas Cage's character, if you haven't realized that by now, uh, Stanley doesn't he destroy the last chip when yeah. he gets it and then do the green flares and before yeah. he fights the last bad guy? That seems... Yeah. Okay. I mean, I thought the neutralizing the threat meant they can't shoot the rockets. I didn't take that to mean you had to kill all the the Marines also. Uh, so I thought that was a little, I mean, definitely. They wouldn't have had the climax that they did, but right. it was still odd to me. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't know. Maybe there was a fear that they'd be able to hurt the hostages if they weren't all contained or dead. I, I don't know. No, like, yeah, I, I, that, that yeah, makes sense. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I thought the idea of the uh, the green flares was rushed at the end. Like they didn't set that up well enough beforehand. I think they did a flashback of somebody mentioning in it, but then all of a sudden, okay, no, good. The the no, guy in strips are, you know, are. It was it was the guy in the helicopter. It was literally yeah. just a passing phrase. Like it was very quick. I he's know. like he's like so. I totally forgot about green it. Green flares, and then yeah, yeah. I forgot about it. You yeah. About that? Well, I'm glad you weren't saving these people. Because, Paul. yeah, just get rid of the chips, and then all of a sudden, oh, green flares. Yeah, oh. well, he hears his voice in his head, just so they're kind of yeah, like, oh, remember? But I thought remember? That, yeah, but I thought yeah. they should have did a better job of, so you didn't have to hear it again. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> um, right. One mention before Paul says his uh, tragedy maker, and I'd be very curious if this is it, but I thought it was a little funny. I mean, it's totally coincidental. But that Jim Caviezel, who's the one who drops the bomb accidentally, says Jesus Christ when he drops it. Wait, that's Jim Caviezel? Wait, yeah, the pilot what? who drops the bomb on the island is Jim Caviezel. Oh, seriously? Yeah. I had no idea. You only see Wait. him in one shot, but yeah, he's the one who drops it. I had no idea. That's that's funny. <laughs> No, yeah, that's... no, the, the guy that misfire or the guy that accidentally mm-hmm. is too quick on the trigger, and yeah, uh, here, here comes Paul. I'm gonna prove me wrong. I know he was in it, Paul, I'm, and I'm 99 percent <laughs> sure he's the one who dropped it. He's the rear F-18 pilot, not the front F-18 pilot. It doesn't say who. It doesn't show which one, the rear or the front. It could have been the rear one that dropped it. No, he's definitely facing out. 
I think when they go under the bridge, though, he's the middle one. That's what I thought, too. Front, middle, or rear? Which one? No, I'm serious. Like, he's the... he. I uh, thought he was the squad leader. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, uh, what are you? What source are you using, Paul? IMDb. Okay, I'll look up Wikipedia or something else. All right, all you retro rewind podcast listeners, stay tuned for a riveting twenty minute discussion <laughs> on where Jim Caviezel was as a pilot in the formation. Just sit tight, grab something to drink, grab well, a favorite snack. They can listen to Paul's Tragic Maker while it's going to be the best <laughs> part of the podcast. I guarantee. Red Five reporting in. <laughs> wow. Hang on. T- oh. Stay on target. <laughs> stay on target. Uh, well, the point is he was in the movie, so that's good. Yes. Yeah. But, Paul, what was the tragiciest of things about The Rock for you? Probably that description. <laughs> that but, like, in. Nate, I have two words. People's elbow. I haven't seen that in the whole movie. That's what The Rock is known for. No, seriously, Seriously <laughs> right now? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> wow it's just tragic Fran- francisco's it. look had a look of confu- both confusion and anger all at the same Where time is dwayne well, johnson yes, and his signature move that's what this movie's based on <laughs> oh i smell what no. he's cooking <laughs> sorry go ahead <laughs> but basically it's, it's why you guys usually say i hate you in jest but I, i'm warming up <laughs> No, you you don't have to because basically I agree with both of you. What's wrong with this movie? And that's just a general. It's over the what I said is basically over, there's a lot of over the top moments. Mm. The humor is kind of cheesy, like you said, Francisco Corny and Pitts. Um, Nate, you said there's a it's unbelievable, and even Francisco, you said it's a bit ridiculous. And there's just many moments throughout there. You're kind of. Well, a couple eye rolls here and there, and it's like <laughs> right. in between the intensity and the action. It's if anything's going to drag it down, it's it's the over the topness of oh, okay. this movie. Do you see? Do, would you say it borders on cheesiness? Some of it, yeah. Okay. And I I do think a lot of it has to do with when, like I said, when you happen to see it. When I yeah. saw it, I was in high school and I believed every single word of it. Like yeah. I didn't. Oh sure. I like I couldn't talk highly enough about the movie after I saw it and telling people to to go see it because to me, I don't know. I didn't even recognize a lot of the cheesiness because it was just so everything else around it was pretty awesome. So yeah. But like, but now when I can look back at it, like yeah, exactly. You know. 20 years later, it's like, oh, exactly. Yeah. It's like, yeah. wait a minute, wait a minute. There's a still, a uh, 10 second still shot when the past three minutes have been swooping shots. What's going on here? Yeah. What is going on here? And I can't seem to find I wouldn't confirmation. Worry, <laughs> you, you desperately want I'm to try. I do, but I heard that. I feel like I heard or read that somewhere. So maybe I'm just right. wrong and misheard or misremembered or what have you, but he is in the movie. And uh, it sounds like his <laughs> voice. This is Jesus Christ. Um, S- superstar. 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 Godspeed. Godspell. I love Godspell. Let's watch Godspell. Um, anyway. Let's not. <laughs> uh, okay. So now that we've entered all our firing trajectories into the firing computer, Alice, do you have a firing solution for us? Firing solution complete. Rating salvo at the ready. On your mark. 
Do we rate The Rock, not Dwayne Johnson, but the movie The Rock, a classic? We'd recommend anyone go out and see this, whether you've seen it before or not. A nostalgic, we'd only recommend you rewatch this, having seen it before. New people probably just leave this one alone. Or a tragic, we wouldn't recommend anyone see this, whether or not you've seen it before. Let's begin with our guest, Nate. How do you rate The Rock? I gotta keep it at a classic. What? Yeah. I am Shocker, so right? surprised. <laughs> Shocker. Shocker that I but, devoted how but, many hours to my life watching. But Nate, all the steam. <laughs> and yet you still all like the it? Steam. <laughs> Nate, I, that, I, like I said, I had to poke holes. That was our job. We had yeah. to find stuff to poke holes. And Indeed. So there you go. And I appreciate but no, I would, you doing I your totally, job. Uh, thank you, sir. No, I would recommend this to anybody to at least see once. Like you gotta see it oh, at least yeah, once. Oh, yeah, totally. Just it's a piece of mid '90s action amazingness. Mm-hmm. So you hear that, Chris Cowan? That's Watch right. Freaking get on it. <laughs> um, cool. All right, Paul. How do you rate The Rock? Well, there was so much over the topness. It might be a B movie to some people. And that way. Uh, Cowan should watch this because it is a classic, no matter which way you look at it. Yeah. Indeed. Um, but, okay, guys, glass or plastic? Glass <laughs> or plastic? Glass or plastic? Because the body bag? Either. I thought. We're going to. Either this classic movie is going to end up in a plastic bag or a glass jar. No, because everything yeah. ends up in the garbage eventually. But still, this movie is Oh, I thought you made it in a museum where we're going to have to steal the National... In- <laughs> <laughs> what is it? National Declaration of Independence. That's what it is. Wow. Okay, so with three classics, we would rate The Rock a unanimous classic movie. We recommend everyone go out and see this movie. Not your kids. Wait till they're older. Uh I certainly am, but uh, it's going to be on the list for one of the ones I'd like to share with my kids. Now that we've completed that main segment of the show, Alice, would you please bring up NewTube? NewTube systems engaged. And like we mentioned at the top of the show, we're going to do a quick uh, rapid fire NewTube, and then we're going to play a game just because it's fun. Uh, Nate, what is new on your tube, whether it's a new uh, book, a new TV show, a new journal entry, you know, whatever. What's new on your tube? Uh, My wife and I have been watching the show Turn on AMC, Hmm. and uh, it's it's great. We love it. Awesome. Is that for every season? Turn, turn, turn. Oh, gosh. Paul, what's new on your (laughs) tube? There's a reason. Uh, Basically, anyone who signs up with... uh, um, no, I totally forgot. I'm blanking. Office 365, uh-huh. uh, or I, I'm paying eight dollars a month. That comes with the, uh, you know, the mm-hmm. lower end, but it still comes with a terabyte of cloud storage space. Mm-hmm. So I'm utilizing that. Nice. And I recommend the YouTube. Uh, so it's part of the YouTube uh, channel, Screen Junkies. But I'm pretty much only have been binging on their honest trailers, which essentially they take a movie trailer. Or actually create their own movie trailer and do comedic bits over it in like a movie trailer voice guy. Like in a world, that type of voice. All right. So we recommend you go out and see The Turn. Was that no, just, just Turn. Just Turn. Yeah. Uh, it's called Turn. It's Turn Washington Spies is the, is the tagline. Oh, so. that one. Yes. Yes. I remember hearing about that. That did yeah. look interesting. Okay. 
turn, uh, Washington Spies. Um, then Paul, who forgot his, and now I'm forgetting that. What was it, Paul? It's Office 365. Office 365 uh, from Microsoft and Honest Trailers on YouTube by Screen Junkies. Now, we are going to play a fun game. If you are part of the Facebook group, you have seen this one. Uh, I post it every... Okay, not every Monday. I try to post it every Monday. Don't always do so well. But we call it Movie Actor Mondays. Uh, When me and Paul and my brothers played it, we just called it the movie game. And here are the rules. We'll have three rounds, and we will each take a turn starting a round where whoever's starting will say, will name two actors who are in a movie together. The other two try to guess the, that movie, and whoever does, whoever guesses it, then links the last actor mentioned with another actor, and the other two people try to guess the movie. And we just continue play until essentially... Either the person who said the two actors, if the other two people can't get, can't guess, then the person who named the two actors gets a point, or if uh, someone guessed it and guessed it correctly, and then they can't think of another actor to pair with the, the former actor, that person loses a point. So we'll see who has the most points after three rounds um, of this game. Any questions, guys? How long do we have to think? <laughs> um, probably not long. Probably not long. Uh, you can guess as many times as you want. And, can uh, I guess using Google? No. Honor system. What Paul. about? No Google, no IMDb, no internet resources. Only your mind. Paul, what about mind. when trying to pair as well? No? Let's try not to do that. Just to All right, keep so things no. at a good clip. And then um, something that we never mentioned on the Facebook a group just because it's ever I, I it's so I I feel like the rules already are a little obtuse to get and, and I mean it's easy to play but to explain to someone who's never played it before it's a little much as you can as you are now hearing <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, I don't know what you're talking about <laughs> the people who are guessing can ask for a hint uh, of what <laughs> decade the movie is in and if it's live action or animated if we need hints uh, but usually we like to start uh, when I play it. We start with a softball. So here we go, guys. <laughs> uh, name the movie that these two actors are in. Can I have a hint? <laughs> <laughs> Not till I name the movie, Paul. Oh, wow! Uh, Michael Ironside and Tom Cruise. Oh yeah, I got it. Yeah, go go ahead. Just shout. Oh, it out. I'm sorry, I didn't. Top Gun. That's right. Okay. So you have Tom Cruise, Nate. Oh, okay. Um, let's Michael see. Ironside? Tom, uh, oh, shoot. He's a jester in Top Gun, Paul. <laughs> nice. Um, Tom Cruise and uh, John C. Riley. Oh, Magnolia. God. Nice. John C. Riley and uh, Will. I was about to say Sasso, but that's not it. <laughs> Talladega Nights, because you're yeah, going to say right. Will Ferrell, right? Yeah, but I was thinking Step Brothers, but yeah, that counts okay. too. Yeah, uh, Will Ferrell and, uh, oh, dang it, what's her name? <laughs> Rosie trying, O'Donnell. I'm just trying, I'm trying to think of a good one to clinch this, but, uh, oh, Chrissy likes her so much. <laughs> we, have a, we have a time. Okay, uh, a time yeah, all right, all right, all right. Um, uh, Will Ferrell. And uh, John Favreau. 
Who's John Favreau? Oh, that sounds man. So Who's John Favreau? Wow. Will Ferrell really? and John. Oh. 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 Uh, was he an elf? <laughs> ah, an there elf? Yes. You got okay, elf. Back to Nate. You, you have John Favreau. Good luck. <laughs> uh, oh, jeez. Uh, John Favreau and uh, Gwyneth Paltrow. And Iron Man 2. Yeah. Pick ah. Gwyneth Paltrow and uh, Paul... Darn it, I don't know his name. So I have to pick somebody else. Yes. Um, <laughs> or lose a point. Johnny Depp. Oh. Paltrow and Giant Zap. Oh, hello. Good one, Paul. Uh, I, uh, I'm so drawing a blank. Alice right in now. Wonderland? Oh, oh. Is it that stupid movie, Mordecai? Yes, oh, it yes. is. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, Johnny Depp and uh, Jonah Hill. Super bad? No. Oh, 21 Jump Street. There you go. Uh, Jonah Hill and McLovin. No, I don't. That's not his name. <laughs> um, Brad Pitt. Oh, Moneyball. Oh, yeah. There you go. Brad Pitt and. I win. No, I have people. I'm trying to. I'm trying to squeeze one. Stump you on Brad Pitt. <laughs> All right. That's great. I'm trying to get one of you guys into uh, to lose a point. Um, Brad Pitt and how do we lose a point? I if, if if I name if, somebody that and you can. guess, and then you can't link it with someone else. Oh, okay, gotcha. All right. Okay, so so kind of like what's about to happen to you. Exactly. That's joking. Wow. Sorry. Sorry to interrupt. That's fine. Brad Pitt and Casey Affleck. Oh. Oh. Darn it. That's a long title. Do I have to get the title exactly right? The one I'm thinking of is a quite easy title. Oh, I'm thinking of a different one. Oh. I mean, maybe that one too. Oh, oh, oh. Ocean's Eleven. There you go. Ocean's Eleven. What's the one where he. He's the coward. Uh, it's Jesse James. Oh yes, Jesse James. The assassination of Jesse James by the was coward William Ford. Yes. Yeah, I've I haven't seen that. Um, okay, uh, mine then. Yeah. Yes. yes. Okay, Casey Affleck and uh, Stellan Skarsgård. Hmm. Oceans thirteen. Nope. Of the Avengers. Wait, do we lose points if no, we guess no. wrong? Oh, okay. No. Thor? Wait. Ooh, I might have a good one here. <laughs> I don't know who the Skarsgård guy is. He's, he's uh, the well, scientist he, in he's, Thor. He's Paul. the scientist in Thor, just if that gives any perspective. Oh, the naked scientist. Old yeah, guy. sure. There you go. He's Casey Affleck isn't in Ronin, is he? No, I don't okay. think so. Uh, gone, <laughs> uh, wait, no. Gone Girl has been out. Good job. I thought this might be a tricky one. Uh... This is this is a reach for sure, but this is good. The Boston finest one? hours. No, not the finest hours. But then again, I haven't I haven't seen some of these newer movies, so I don't know if that's oh, okay. the case. Yeah, yeah but if, if, we can't. If, if, yeah. I'm just guessing because oh, I don't know. If there's a legitimate movie with it, then yeah, yeah. Great, but yeah, I'm just I'm thinking of one in particular. Do you want a hint? Yes. Oh yeah, is it animated? No. What decade is it? Nineties. Casey Affleck in the nineties. I'll even go so far as to say mid nineties. Right. I think. Use your hands. It's like a baby's toy. I I give up, Paul. 
Good job. Nate got this. Nate got the point. And uh, let's see. Would you like to start, Paul, or would you like Paul to start? Do, do you want another movie? Or? Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> no. Nope. I was about we, to no, say. We can keep everybody in suspense if you really do want. We, but. Do, do I start? No, by... it was, uh, it was uh, Good Will Hunting. Casey Affleck's in that? And yeah. Stella Skarsgård is in yeah, that? Yeah, because, because uh, Matt Damon and Ben Affleck, you know, obviously were the yeah, stars kind sense. of in it. Yeah. And, and yeah, Casey was uh, – Casey's Ben's brother in real life. Yeah. And oh, so he got, the, he got the part of his brother uh-huh. in the movie. Who's and Stellan Skarsgård is, is in the professor the in the beginning. He's a professor that wanted to work uh, with Will and believed he could do all sorts geez. of cool stuff in it. Nice. So, well done. Paul, well done. Nate. That's good. All right. All right. Uh, Paul, you can start with any two. And like I said, try and make oh. a softball to start. <laughs> okay. Um, softball to start. Okay. Nicholas Cage. And Sean Connery. The Rock. Sean Connery and uh, Mary, Mary Elizabeth Master Antonio. Oh, I don't hello. know who that is. That would is be Robin Hood, Prince night? of Thieves. There you go. Oh. Okay, now you're horrible because uh-huh. I don't know a single movie that she's starring in. I only know one other movie. Well, that's in. horrible, man. <laughs> that's the whole point of the game. Uh, so- Mary, uh, you owe me, Francisco. <laughs> Mary, yeah, that was that was wicked. That was cold. Um, Mary Elizabeth, whatever her name is, and uh, oh, Olsen. wait a minute, I do know. You can she, do it. Uh, you can do it. She's in. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. But she didn't have like long. What? Oh, my wife's trying to give me hints. Um, the uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, Master. Uh, oh man, I, I remember her. She's without the long hair. It was uh, shorter hair. Uh, it's oh, not a shock. A lot. That's what's her face. Yeah. Um, uh, would you like? Would you like a hint? Yeah, yeah. It is. Uh, actually, let me source this. I want to say it's the early '90s, but I'll double check that. And it's well, not, that's kind of when she, yeah, was. It's not known. Ant- okay, it's and not. She died Ant- after no, that, right? No kidding. Early nineties. Wow, Francisco. Why not just give it away? <laughs> Are Do you, you want a hint? The internet. Oh, like oh no! It is to? the late eighties. Just to look up the movie I'm thinking of to give him a hint. Oh oh. Oh, is it a Steel Magnolias? It's yes. a sci-fi movie. Yes, what, Steel is. Magnolias? No, it's not. I, oh, okay. you're coming up with the movie. Nate. Oh, that's right. Oh, okay. Come on, I'm, I'm, I'm <laughs> He's done. done. You I won, don't. Francisco. Yeah, Let yeah. Me. I hope you're happy. I hope you're happy. Well, I did. Invite him on and make fun of him. Nate okay, just lost but... his point, so we're all tied again. So this is the last <laughs> slowest game ever. <laughs> <I'm just kidding>. <laughs> <laughs> this is the the last round, which uh, Nate will start. Um, but if you want to know the one I was trying to get you to say, it was yeah, please link linking her with either Ed Harris or Michael Bean for the Abyss. Oh, oh. I totally forgot she was in the Abyss. Yeah. All right, good call, good call. So Nate, I've never seen that. It's pretty good. I remember it. Okay, uh, so just a softball. <laughs> yeah, and this is the last round. Right. So whoever Bill, win, wins, Bill this Murray wins. and Bill Murray and Rick Moranis. Ghostbusters. There we go. Uh, Rick Moranis and I don't know any of their names. I see all their faces. All the kids. (laughs) (laughs) 
I was I was trying to go for. He was in other movies. Oh yeah, they were all in other movies. So I have to go with another movie. Um, Rick. Oh, what is her name? <laughs> Gosh. And Paul loses the point. <laughs> with Rick Moranis, no way. Rick Moranis. What's his name? Oh, I'm so bad at this. <laughs> You're out of practice. Yes. It's okay. Rick. Rick, Rick Moranis. Oh, and Keanu Reeves. What? What? Whoa! We just jumped from a softball to a to the Whoa. to the big leagues. Okay. Uh, point Break. No. Well, no. I mean, like Rick Moranis hasn't been in Hollywood for a long time. Walking so. in the clouds. A walk no. in the clouds. I'm just naming Keanu Reeves movies. Well, he wasn't in a Bill and Ted's movie. That's for sure. Not yet. Well, okay. <laughs> Keanu Reeves. Yeah. Oh, wait a minute. Were they in Much Ado About Nothing together? I, that's not what I'm thinking of. Oh, okay. No, no. I, don't, I didn't think Rick Moranis was in that. Is this a Scanner Darkly? No. It's not Spaceballs. No. No. That Keanu been- Reeves wasn't even... He would have been like a kid. Yeah. Or, or a teen. Jeez. Come on. We can't let Paul get it this easy. <laughs> no. On the, on the second round, like I said, he jumped from a softball to... And it was like, oh, I don't know okay. this. What what year, what uh, decade, Paul? I want to say eighties. I'm gonna laugh if, if he got the actors mixed up. No, no, right. no, no. <laughs> I want to say eighties, late eighties. Late eighties. Oh, it had to be. That was kind of when Moranis was doing his thing. Johnny Mnemonic. No, no that's that 90s. was that was like mid nineties. Not Speed. And it might be early nineties. No. Uh, I'm just trying to think of what Keanu Reeves was in. Yeah, I can Wait, only think of Point Break and Speed. Oh, go ahead, Paul. I was about to say, Bill. the first Bill and Ted came out in the 80s, right? Yeah, I believe okay, so. Okay, then it was the... Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey. <gasps> no. Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> Figured. He was stationed. <laughs> um, it's not a walk in the clouds. Uh, that was 90s. Honey, I Blew Up the Baby. No, Honey, but I was trying to think ourselves. of Carrie Russell. Darn it, that was the girl. Oh, that would have been oh, tough. Oh, Carrie Russell from, yeah, the second one, right? Yeah, yeah, but I guess it's a good thing I couldn't think of her name. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, this is this I, one's much better, Paul. Thanks. No, wait, wait. Oh, 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 oh. Oh, he's Parent- got it. Yes. Parenthood. Yes. Parenthood. Oh, I never saw oh, that. You almost had it, Paul. <laughs> you almost had it. All right. Um, Everyone, all our listeners are like, oh my gosh, guys, you just got I know. that now. It's like to move. <laughs> uh, Keanu Reeves and, um, oh man. Here we go. This Keanu is going to be easy now. Alex Winter. Alex Winter. <laughs> <laughs> Lawrence Fishburne. Lawrence Fishburne. <laughs> no, gosh darn it. Uh, Keanu Reeves and Michael Keaton. Much ado about nothing. Yeah, all right. I didn't know if you'd seen it. <laughs> um. Oh, Michael Keaton and uh, I don't know her name. Um, Lindsay Lohan. Oh, uh, uh, Love uh, Herbie. Herbie Fully Loaded. There you go. Sorry, I didn't get the full title. (laughs) That's right. I wasn't going to let you go. Were you trying to think Uh, of Gina Davis, Paul? I don't know. For Beetlejuice? Uh, No, I wasn't. uh, Lindsay Lohan and Jamie Lee Curtis. Freaky Friday. There we go. Jamie Lee Curtis and um, what is her name? So you know her name. 
Tom Eli- Arnold. Elijah. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's who I was yeah. thinking. Of. What? Oh. I know it, but I don't know if I know any other Tom Arnold movies. I don't know if I want to Wait, bite. did you say, oh, Tom Arnold? Yeah. Oh, uh, True Lies. Yes. Yeah. All right. What Tom uh, Arnold movies Tom, do you know, Nate? Tom Arnold and Julianne Moore. Uh, um, Boogie Nights? Here comes my point. Oh, dang it. Coming no. up to me. <laughs> boom, 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 boom. <laughs> Um, Julianne Moore. She's the redhead, right? Yes, she is indeed. And what, I've got a thing for redheads. Who was the? Yeah, your wife's a redhead, right? <laughs> yeah. What's what, who's the other actor? Tom, Tom Arnold. Arnold. Tom Arnold. Okay. Yeah. Roseanne. Uh no. <laughs> Roseanne the movie. <laughs> Roseanne. Roseanne the motion picture. Can we do the TV shows? No, no, no. no. Saturday Night Live. <laughs> Oh, I'm so ready to take this one. <laughs> Wayne's World? Wayne's no. World 2? I mean, no. I, I'm just totally spitballing. Hold on, hold on. I think if... Yeah. I think you're getting the point. I think if Paul yeah, I'm thinks out. hard enough, I can't he'll get it. it. I yeah, I, that sounds like I would know that. Yeah, I only know True Lies is Tom Arnold. Okay. Maybe. Do you guys at least want a hint, or are you done? Yeah, it's not animated, right? No, it's not animated. Is it in the 80s? No. Uh, no. Julianne Moore didn't become oh, yeah, that's right. until the 90s. I want to say Hannibal? like... Mid- no. Okay. I want to say like mid-90s. I oh, think. I know. Children of Men. Uh, no. Prime Tom Arnold uh, material <laughs> Tom- right there. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I, I give up. I give up. Okay, what was it? Nine months. Oh, have you guys ever seen? Of course. It? Yes. Yeah. I have not. Ah, uh, with uh, Hugh, Hugh Grant. Yes. Good All right. job. <clears throat> good job, Nate. Got a point. Lost a point, and got a point. So you good win, Nate. Good job for our inaugural movie game. Uh, that was fun on live show. What I'm sure it's fun to play. I don't know if it's fun to listen. To. <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> let, let listeners. We'll you... let the audience be the judge. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, um, let us know. But at the very least, if uh, you've always seen that post on Mondays and never really knew what to make of it, that's what you do. So you'll see you two go. actors listed. You guess the name and a reply, and if or the name of the movie, guess the name and the reply, and if uh, you get it, you can take one of those actors, pair it with another, and it, the game continues. All right, so that was fun, guys. But now it's time to go to our feedback section. Alice, would you please bring up our commsats? <laughs> Comsats online. Receiving incoming transmission. Alrighty, there are many ways to get in contact with us. Uh, Paul will run down some of them, uh, but uh, you can go to retrorewindpodcast.com slash contact. You can join our group, which I mentioned earlier. You can find us on Twitter. We are at retrorewindcast. Um, and we, that is where, uh, speaking of which, that's where we got some, uh, feedback. Even we got some feedback today from Twitter on our Terminator 2 episode. Uh, so let me bring that up real quicksy doozies. Uh, so Diego, who's, uh, at Latina lawyer, he had three responses to us. I'm with Francisco, uh, on Sarah Connor's decision not to kill Dyson in T2 making sense. My take is that she realizes she's about to kill him for something he hasn't done yet. 
so therefore he doesn't merit that judgment. Uh, he hasn't made his fate yet, which is clear on his face. So she gives oh, him a that's chance. That's an interesting topic of discussion. To learn about fut- about the future and see if added context moves him to alter history, which we find out it does. Um, so thank you, Diego, for adding to that conversation, which Paul thinks is interesting. See, I don't think she thought that clearly. Like, oh, if I just give him some information, he may not do it. No, she had a heart, basically. But, okay. thought killing was wrong. Paul, did yeah. you, we just watched The Rock, right? Yeah. Sean Connery I mean, yeah. was able to see in the eyes of Ed Harris he wasn't going to kill anybody. You can... And, yes. And honestly, I knew that was coming. And uh, you can... you. It's amazing that Ed Harris could actually act that because I could tell that, and maybe it helps that I I've seen the seen movie. Seen the before, movie, but, yes. but still, <laughs> you you can you can sort of register this sort of doubt about killing him and yeah, Mr. but it doesn't matter because at that moment in life, of course, he wasn't ready to kill somebody. He was having he was at home with his family. Okay, well, but what I'm saying in that moment of Sarah Connor's life. She determined she wasn't really ready. All to right, kill. this is futile. Let's move on. <laughs> or what? We're, we're talking about Star Trek: First Contact. No, what happened? The line must be drawn here. <laughs> <laughs> Good pull, Paul. Okay, then. Uh, so thank you, Diego. And then from Facebook, we had also some uh, Terminator Two feedback. Christopher Bowles says, uh, "Sweet, shall be listening to this today." Well done on the podcast art. I never mentioned that, but you always do good with it. And that really, yeah, that really is nice. Oh, thank you, guys. Indeed. And thank you, Christopher. Uh, um, it's, it's one of those things that I like doing it when I have it done, but figuring out what to do and actually doing it is one of the harder parts of the show. But oh, yeah. I'm glad it turn, people like how it turns out. Uh, then Ryan Jackson says, can't wait to listen. So hope uh, you... Oh. All right. <laughs> Checkpoint. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so, Christopher and Ryan, I hope you enjoyed listening to the episode and that you enjoyed listening to this one. Uh, if you'd like to leave us feedback, I already said how to do that. So, great. Uh, now, Paul, before we get to Nav Point Omega, what will we be doing next time? We're going to bust a move, yo. Are we going to b- bust two moves? No, we're going to bust a move, too, <laughs> as well. Whoa. <laughs> what do you uh, mean? Well, basically, I mean that, you know, we're going to be going back to the year 1995, so a year before The Rock came out, okay. Bust a Move video game came out. Oh. So we're going to be reviewing that. Very oh, cool. cool. So, But until then, you can find us on theretrojunkies.com. Listen to us on iTunes, Stitcher, and uh, an old can hooked up to your iPod. And Google, apparently, if you use the web browser, but not apparently if you... Oh, actually, uh, Diego said he was able to get us on his uh, Google app on his Android phone. So Maybe they're starting to work now. Yes. So if you want to use Google for your podcast plan, look for us. Continue, Paul. Sorry. So support us... Through Patreon and PayPal if you want, and maybe Google Wallet in the future. I don't know, since Google's starting <laughs> to work. I don't know. <laughs> but you can follow us on Twitter, Pinterest, Instagram, Facebook, and uh, on the streets if you know where to find us. But if you want to find me specifically, you can go to pauljpowers.com where I have all my social media links. Very cool. Cool. Thank you, Paul. For being You're welcome. <laughs> an awesome friend, awesome co-host. 
an awesome rock of the podcast. Um, uh, 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 welcome uh, to the rock. <laughs> <laughs> and I want to thank our guest, Nate, for coming back to the show, not being scared off by our explosions and what have you. <laughs> of laughter. Um, but thank you for contributing to them. And Nate, is there how can people find you online and is there anything you'd like to promote? Oh, uh well, thanks for having me. And uh let's see. I don't uh my buddy Count and I really haven't been doing podcasts uh, as of late, but if you want to check out breakroomstudios.com, that's just kind of where we have everything archived. So you can kind of listen to the show Pop Mockers that we do. Mm-hmm. And uh, and if anybody needs any uh, professional voiceovers done for whatever reason, you can contact uh, my – or you can look at my Fiverr profile at fiverr.com slash Nate Henderson. Awesome. I have a uh, Pop Mockers question for you. Oh, okay. So is that where you actually find people who mock things and you pop them? <laughs> So you pop the mockers, pop mockers. No, we are uh, like a right equal, people. We are an equal opportunity mocking uh, group. No, no, we 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 just bring up things in in uh, pop culture, uh, just society in general that might just we might be able to put kind of a humorous, give a humorous take on, be uh-huh. it maybe sarcastic or sometimes a little cutting, depending on what we actually find, and uh, we talk about it. That's how Have we do. You never listen, Paul. Oh, of course I've listened. I was just trying to make a point. Here's an opportunity for uh, actually turn the tables on those people such as yourselves who make fun of the culture oh. and actually pop them, the mockers. Oh, okay. That that, uh, that that that's that's called a podcast battle and we've been yeah. involved we've been involved in one of those and oh, it turned out really? the, <laughs> the outcome was not pr- the outcome was not pretty. Oh wow! Uh, yeah, but but uh, but we had fun. Is it like a rap battle? And then <laughs> yeah, the viewers, sure. listeners decide. Sure, history. only n- only not <laughs> not spontaneous whatsoever. Oh <laughs> so, no! I'm just saying, you you know, you're on a podcast, you get to plan everything out. So, oh yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. Oh, like those famous rap battles in history are not planned. Exactly. Totally spontaneous. Anyway, thank you, Nate. Thank you guys for having me very much. Oh, it's always a pleasure. Awesome. Welcome back anytime. Even if there's other guests, come on. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just butt right in. That's great. Yeah. Um, and I want to say real quick, well, I'll say you can find me, Francisco, on Twitter. I'm just going to say at RetroRewindCast because that's the best place. You can also find me there as FXRUIZX. Um, but I want to promote my services as a web graphics designer at FXRDesign.com. But I totally neglected to say we are almost down to the final five movies that we're going to be doing for the next five episodes. So after Bust a Move, by the time that comes out, I forget the dates. I'm sorry. I'm so- It'll be toward the end of June. So <laughs> be sure to get your votes in by the end of June. Actually, by the time you hear this, lock in your votes. That, that would be the safe way to go. Um, because when we record that episode... Uh, oh, actually, I know this. We're going to be recording our Bust a Move episode on June... 23rd. I'm glad we're sure about that. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So get your votes in by then. Um, But if we were to close voting today, uh, you would be getting Ferris Bueller's Day Off, The Truman Show, The Breakfast Club, Adventures in Babysitting, and totally out of left field from all those, Predator. (laughs) 
Wow. So I like those top five so far, except for the Truman uh, Show. Feel yeah. free to vote that one down if you if you if you care. It's fine. But, uh, um, wait, wait. You want people to vote down Truman Show? Did I say oh. that? Um, let's just Francisco, <laughs> I totally back you on that. What? Oh my goodness, that's oh, we crazy. Need it. Can we just get rid of it? <laughs> we could, but the crowd has spoken. The crowd, yeah, that's it, it true. Thirty-nine upvotes to ten downvotes. So I'm wow. not gonna. I can't. I can't uh, dissuade the mob, as Maximus Decimus <laughs> yeah, would say. But you can pee on a spark plug if you thought it would help. Oh my gosh! All right, <laughs> but we appreciate all you, everyone who's voted. It's so awesome. I mean, we. We even get badges from rankers saying that, oh, you got this many votes. And But I'm, cool. I'm glad that's become such a great way to hear what you guys want us to cover. And we love covering those things. So for the Truman Show. And what about Bob? And my impression on the Holy Grail. Uh, well, why did you mention things we already covered? It's too late for those. You're just beating a dead horse. <laughs> like the Godfather. Okay. Uh, oh. Oh. Uh, so thank you. Spoiler. Thank you <laughs> to you, the listener. It's, I mean, it's it's fun for us to do this show, but it's even funner knowing that you listen. And I hope and pray that this episode uh, brings you s- some joy today and brightens your day. Uh, thank you for uh, listening. Thank you for supporting everyone who supports the show financially through Patreon or PayPal. Thank you for subscribing and thank you for sharing it with your friends. You know, just telling your friends, hey, I think you'll like this show and, and telling them about it. But like a Pokemon, we got to catch you all later on the next episode of the Retro Rewind podcast. Why did I do that? It's our new theme. Welcome to the Retro Rewind Podcast. After these podcasts, we'll be right back. We'll be. What's the matter, fellas? Something wrong with the podcast? Podcast's over, Bob. And hold on, guys. I'm here. Oh, I think I've been too loud. Not Daddy, late. can you help me? <laughs> no, I want to drink a water. It's, he doesn't talk like that. Yet. Yo, Dad, what's up? Why are you making all that noise? <laughs> trying to oh. sleep in here, yo. <laughs> trying to get some shut eye, Holmes. <laughs>